Hey everybody, welcome back to an Identical Draw podcast. We uh, it's been a while. <clears throat> We've had a uh, a lot happen since the last time you heard of us. Um, we were on this same road in late October the last time you listened to us, and we were shaking our heads, pondering what we were going to do next. Um, and well, it's January, so the rut has already come and gone, and late season's come and gone. Um, we're terrible podcast hosts. Yeah, we are awful. Um, <clears throat> but. As always, this podcast is presented by Vortex Optics. And right now, um, a lot of people are uh, chasing coyotes, chasing the fawn killers. Um, And if your rifle is looking a little empty, you need to head over to Vortex and get some glass for that thing. Um, They've got an incredible line of scopes and binos, of course, and all that good stuff. But um, if you're you're going after those coyotes, I uh, fully recommend getting a Vortex scope for that puppy. they're the best. We've shot through them a lot, and it's uh, it's awesome. It's yeah, fun time. really clean. Um, sweet. Thanks, Vortex, for supporting this podcast. Let's get to it. Why aren't they? <laughs> Why aren't they working? Oh, sound. Oh. Oh wait. We're there. You don't use the mixer much, do you? Nope. Right back to us sucking that podcast. But, all right. So, again, last time you heard from us, we were really, we were in a tough spot. We had hunted October really well and only seen a bunch of three-and-a-half-year-olds. Which isn't a terrible thing to happen for a lot of folks, but um, we are really looking for four-and-a-half-year-old or older, hopefully five-year-old deer to, to shoot. Um, and... So, yeah, we were, late October, we were like, man, we don't have very mature, mature deer around this year, um, and we're not going to shoot three-and-a-half-year-olds that have a lot of potential. So we were debating possibly hunting Nebraska for the first week of November or doing Kansas. And at the end of the day, you got to hunt Kansas. At the, at the end of the day, you have to hunt Kansas. Um, there's a reason I wasn't looking, our family wasn't looking in Nebraska for property, because Nebraska's deer management is backwards. Um, but Kansas, they're just, the odds of running across a big mature giant buck is a lot higher in Kansas mm-hmm. than where we hunt in Nebraska. <clears throat> and so we were like, we got to hunt Nebraska. We had to, we got to hunt Kansas there at that point. There was, I mean, one mature deer that we would take on our Kansas cameras. The one I ended up shooting. Yeah. But I mean, he was, he was four and a half. Yeah. So we think we haven't gotten him fully aged yeah, yet, but yeah, our, most likely yeah. 90% odds he's four and a half. So, I mean, he was the most mature deer. Yeah. And a buck we were open to taking. Yeah, totally. Obviously. Yeah. Um, so that was that, but we were like, Hey, it's the first week in November. We know there's in, if you put a pin in our property and you put a mile radius circle around us, there, there is a big giant buck in that circle. Mm-hmm. So you got to put the bets down there. So we went down there. Um, did we go? We went down there. We hunted the first of November. We hunted the first and second. Came home the third, and then hunted the fourth, fifth. Yep. Um, so the first and second, those days, it wasn't like obviously you know if you hunted this year. I mean, it wasn't that cold. It was like well we were getting like thirties and forties in Kansas. Um, we didn't get snow the entire fall. Yeah, the entire fall. Yeah. So it was it was a warm year. Um, the first and second, I remember it was just be it was just quiet, still. Like we weren't getting any any wind because we didn't have those those cold temps or anything, bringing a north wind or anything. Um, and it was just I remember we had a good sit in the south beans that one night. We had a nice three and a half year old at thirty yards that we hadn't seen yet. Um, call it a sticker sticker buck. He's got a little. What could be a drop tie next year? And we've had it. Yeah. He's been everywhere this year. We saw, and do we see Mo then the next evening? Or was that before? No, that was, that was the next evening. That was, that was in the second. Yep. Yeah. We saw him. So we saw two of our, uh, our really good three and a half year olds, but it was just still, we, I mean, if you moved in the stand at all, you're having does look at you just by, I mean, one of the evenings I remember it was, uh, raining a little bit. And so we had our, our waterproof jackets on, which I mean, are noisier as any waterproof gear is. And, uh, I remember taking that off because I was like, I can't have that on all, everything will bust if, uh, you even move to look mm-hmm. around. But, 
Um, so that, that made it kind of difficult those days, but we were still seeing deer. So we went home the third and then we came back down the fourth for an evening hunt. And it was on the third or fourth, one of those times on the drive down, Thompson and I were really, um, just like pondering where we need to sit because already that, that year we had had a bunch this year we had a bunch of three and a half year old encounters where we were like man there's we're still missing some of that mature buck action but but we're hunting the 80 well we're mm-hmm. seeing bucks almost every sit yeah so mm-hmm. we just need need some mature bucks to yep. replace those younger ones so in late october i'm not sure i think i think it was this last podcast that we talked about we moved cameras we did a major camera move because we were like, man, we need to find fresh sign. And we had some serious rain coming late October, so we did a big camera shift. And we found two locations that were just money scrape act- activities. One of them was in the north area by our north clover plot. And, but we had no stand there. So this, this hunt, we were like, okay, we're going we're gonna to make the move. We're going to take our, our XOP stands in there, and we're going to hang a set close to this area. We know it's good. We know it's thick bedding. The biggest issue we have going on there is the access, mm-hmm. but the landowner to our north is super awesome, and he let us walk along his cornfield to get into our 80. Um, which man, if if you're a landowner that lets people access or anything like that, I seriously applaud you, because um, it 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 helped us out a bunch. Yeah. Um, so we snuck in there on November 4th, hung the set. And we were, we were, I think we were pretty excited that night. Um, and I mean, the action started quickly. Yeah. Um, we heard grunts and chasing and I looked, I looked you, to the I mean, east. It was just like, you didn't sit down. It was yeah. one of those sits that yeah. you were just like bow in the hand for, I mean, a lot of, a lot of minutes on that sit. Um, there's deer grunt and I looked over, and I saw some nice antlers to the east, like early on. I hit a couple grunts and within a few minutes, um, one of our bucks, Tommy is five yards underneath our tree nice three and a half year old just looking in the area um so that was exciting um and then that night we also saw a really stud three and a half year old that we called segundo um we had i mean we had the nice thing about that stand is every deer you see is pretty much in bow range we also saw like top the sticker eight again another stud yep. three year old so we saw three three and a half year old bucks epic heard a bunch of grunting um every every time we hit the horns hit the antlers or or grunted we had deer on us which is like ooh, that's rut activity right there that's what you live for mm-hmm. so we had the same wind that next morning and that night we were like oh man like it could go down yeah. november 5th it could go down because that was some of the best action we just need the mature deer to show up um so that morning november 5th we slip in there again and um a slower start to the morning but then we start seeing deer move um and we do a couple grunt sequences. We have, have deer coming through, some small bucks. And then uh, I think you might have spotted it first. Well, we both saw Segundo, another three-and-a-half-year-old, push south by us like 180, 100 yards, mm-hmm. maybe something like that. Yep. And then after a little while after that, Thomas goes, oh, big buck over there. Yeah, like pretty pretty quickly after Segundo crossed by, like, like quick enough that I thought it might just be him again. Um, and now, since I've actually been in the the um, the bow stand of that that set, mm-hmm. I understand why you couldn't see him because that tree blocks. There's right. a branch that blocks that spot. Yeah. Because um, I was wondering why how you didn't see him before me, but I yep. turned and he was just hanging out like a hundred yards on this hillside. Mm-hmm. And it's like <clears throat> a lot of the three and a half year olds that we're looking at. I mean, there's a hundred and fifty inch three three year old we saw this year. So like when you like. There's been a lot of looks this fall that initially like, oh man, a big buck. So like when you see a lot of animals, you're like, oh, let me, I need to check it out because I mean we've got a lot of 130 Studs to 150 around, yeah. inch three year olds. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure enough, we put our antlers up, and it's the one deer that's at least up. yeah. Put our, sorry, put our binos up. It's the one deer that's at least four and a half. And we're like, well, I'll, I'll shoot that deer for sure. Um, so he's he's the deer that we've had all all fall and stuff and. Um, okay. By, sorry, by far the biggest Just, body size. Yeah. At the end of the day, we are deer hunters, and oh yeah, we're I'm, like I know this this year was just different for for us. Like maybe if we had a ton of five and a half, six and a half year old bucks running around, we would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we might have not shot that buck, but mm-hmm. this year, like we just like we just love killing deer, so we're mm-hmm. not gonna hesitate shooting a four and a half year old. Oh yeah, you will never make me feel bad about shooting this deer, never. Um, and I mean, he had the biggest body and. 
on all of our cameras. So it's like, hey, if we can shoot the most mature deer that we know of on the 80, that's that's an accomplishment for us. Um, so he was there. That is the most, by the way, we'll get to it more with Tom's buck. That is the most frustrating thing. If you're if you are on social media and you are bashing people for shooting deer that whatever, you suck. Like get off of social media. That that is the worst. I, that, nothing frustrates me more. I don't care if you leave a comment saying that we're the dumbest hunters, whatever. I, that the fact that you that people think that they can determine what bucks you should be shooting and make you feel bad for shooting certain mm-hmm. deer is is the stupidest thing. Um, but anyway, sorry to regress there. Um, so that buck was what eighty to hundred yards on this hillside which this hillside has kind of been, it's kind of a bucky hillside. We've seen lots of bucks on this hillside. Um, and so I'm like, okay, let's mess with them. Like last night, the calling works super great. Rip some grunts, and wasn't too interested. Like you'd get them to look, but really wasn't that interested. And then it was around that time when another buck entered the equation. Well, I had to like convince you to rattle you weren't gonna rattle. we hadn't rattled yet though i know but i had to yell at you to clash the horns because you weren't gonna i wasn't gonna yet i was just i wanted to wait it out because he wasn't going anywhere like he was just hanging out on that hillside so i'm just like gonna give him time to see where he's gonna go too and so but he he vanished yeah so him him the the deer i shot which we didn't have a name for and then um mo which is our three and a half year old bully buck not, nothing insane on the headgear side, but just like a beefy deer. Um, he showed up, and they were like kind of hanging on the hillside, going back and forth, whatever. And then they're like, "Okay, and we we like we lost sight of them." So I was like, "Okay, now I'd like to rattle." <clears throat> so I pick up the antlers, I put them together, and as soon as I put them together, I see him, the buck I shot, come start coming towards us. But it was like a little gap, and I was like, "Okay, like I know you start coming this direction." Put the antlers down, whatever. Who knows? I, I, hopefully, he'll come in, but. The issue we have in that setup is, which is not a, it's not a bad issue, it's just like really thick cover to the west of us. So once he started coming our way, I was like, we lost sight of him. Cedars, thick, nasty. Um, five minutes go by. I mean, probably 10 minutes. 10 minutes go by. Ten, I mean, 10 minutes, 10 minutes went by. And uh, Thomas and I are chatting, like, where is he? Like, I thought he was coming. Like, I thought he was on his and way I down I was here. like, okay, one more quick rattling sequence. So I hit them together real light, like just kind of like a yeah, light rattle, short. And after about, I mean, a minute after that, we're like chatting over there and we hear burp, burp. And here he comes out of the brush right here, 40, 45. 44, 45. Starts coming across, I quickly grab the bow. Um, Tom gets on with the camera. I have one opening and go burp, burp, burp. He doesn't stop. I'm full draw, like trying to like sneak one by there, <clears throat> but you can find this episode on YouTube, identical draw YouTube. Go watch it. He keeps walking, so I drop, I drop down. Mm-hmm. But he like he's like coming, like kind of circling around us. So I'm like, okay, I'm not too worried yet. He could easily come into our, one of our gaps. Um, so that's what he does. He comes through the really some really thick stuff. I have no shot, and then he starts angling towards us. I'm like, oh, he's gonna come down the pipe, top pin. This is gonna be great. And as soon as he gets to like 40 yards, like like facing straight at us, which he's like on a trail that would come by like mm-hmm. two yards, like right underneath our trail or a tree. So I'm like, this is great. But as soon as he gets to 40, he like does a strong step to the west, which he's got like three more steps and I don't have any shot mm-hmm. that way. So then I but, but, stop him a couple times. He's looking, Just I draw back. I put my 40, r- I mean, I put my 40 low on him because at this point I've grunt stopped at him a couple times. He's alert. Um, and I let pop smoke him. <laughs> I mean, sent one through him. If you want to see a pretty cool video, go to our TikTok um, it's got 2.2 million views. It went viral. The, um, they had a red knock on it, and I guess it seemed like a lot of people didn't understand that deer duck. A lot of hunters, mm-hmm. like, oh, I gotta send this to my buddy. He doesn't think deer duck. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he ducked. Like, I put it low heart. Like, so if he wouldn't have moved, I mean, I could have. I mean, it was on the edge of missing him completely. We, we've had enough experiences with bucks ducking that I feel like we've got a pretty pretty good system down. He was aware because of our calling and yes. you're grunting at him. He yep. he was looking in our direction. Yep. You put it low yep. and he I mean it was literally like 
you like 12 ringed him like just yeah. absolutely perfect i mean he dropped six to eight inches i bet oh at least yeah i mean i bet eight yeah. to ten yeah and then you've got the 40 yard factor <clears throat> but man my my refined eko sent my eastern axis right through like zipped through him. and everybody's like that's why you shoot a heavy arrow you went right through his shoulder and I was like, no, actually, I didn't even touch a shoulder, and I shoot a light arrow. I shoot a fast light arrow. I'm not on the heavy arrow train. I don't think I want to be on that train. I think it's an okay train. I think there's definitely reasons for it, but I like to shoot 40-yard shot. And if you got a heavy arrow, that's, that's tougher. Um, but my arrow zipped right through them. Um, 100 grain sick broadhead on it's there. All, but it's, I mean, it's shot placement. It yeah, doesn't it's matter heavy shot placement. Light, it just, yeah, zipped right through them, totally coated. He he went out of there and he i mean he fell over we didn't get him on camera falling over because it was thick but i mean he went he went probably 60 yards and tipped over um so i mean that that was nuts november 5th we really weren't expecting that um, we were hoping for it hard though, we were hoping yes we had, we had a a trip uh playing at the mule deer foundation with a new hunter in colorado mm -hmm. so we knew mm -hmm. we were going to be gone from like the 10th to the 14th or mm -hmm. 15th which wasn't ideal but it was the only dates that worked so yep we really wanted to get one done. Yep. And so I, I was jacked. Um, probably my biggest buck. I haven't killed, like, I haven't killed, like, a slammer. Um, and I, I would assume this deer is probably in the 140 range. Mm -hmm. um, so super happy with them. Um, yeah, that was that. Was that. I mean, I, we Thomas and I have never killed, like, a first week of November deer. So that was kind of, that was fun. Mm -hmm. Like, had the whole rattle, grunt sequence, November 5th, like, being tagged out was was epic um so yeah then that was that was our that was basically november because after that week we went to colorado had a great hunt with um we just we took it chill honestly yep. that trip that you killed we were just feeling like heavy pressure from from the family just wanting to be home we, mm -hmm. the, when november hits you're kind you've been gone for maybe 30 some days already mm -hmm. and um wives are starting to get a little yep on us a little bit more um they're always really good but yeah just having that and we don't want to be gone i mean we want yeah. to be with the fam so chilling with we, the babes. we i mean a lot of people would probably not do this but i mean we were home basically from the from the 6th to the 10th before that trip like we we, mm -hmm. we were we sat at home for some of the best rut days yeah um just knowing we were going to be gone more late season mm -hmm. and i had this trip so yeah but when i mean it was like clockwork when we left for colorado like the mature deer showed up yeah. So we had uh, it was the best a buck we friend. know, half rack, who is at least five and a half year old, which he breaks off like crazy. Like his whole, his whole right, yeah, his whole right side is basically broomed. Um, he, he has his main his beam and his G2. Year. Yeah. Um, so he just, he's a fighter, but he's mature and we'd probably shoot him. Um, and then we had a buck who has vanished now, um, but babe. He was a monster. He had a monster five side on his right, and then a small little like three side on his left. But I mean, a bruiser right side, mm -hmm. totally mature. We just had him for like two or three weeks. Yep. And then split G two popped up around that time frame. Mm -hmm. um, so then then we had a, a few like for sure five, maybe six year old deer pop up. Um, but man, before we know it, it was December. Like we we hunted a little a few more days um, through November. Um, but December was here in rifle season. Um, and December 1st, we uh, had a good hunt, and we saw a three-year-old um, young 10 that our, our bro Tommy hit, didn't kill, early season. Um, so we were still seeing deer through November, December, but we didn't. December was weird because we didn't get those cold temps, as we already discussed. Mm -hmm. Like, we didn't have the, the single digits that um, would fill our cornfield up. Um, so the deer, like, the activity was weird. Like, the evening activity sucked. In the morning activity, that we actually got quite a bit of daylight activity in the mornings, which was, I mean, we had it last year a little bit, but, like, it was con almost consistently good in the mornings in our southeast area. In the timber. Really, yeah. yeah, in the timber. So it's like, man, like, should we not be hunting our food source, like, late season in December? Because, like, the temps weren't that great. Um, but were there any th other good moments before, like, the 17th when um, we went down I there? I mean... We hunted the 6th and 7th, too, and um, saw a young buck in the corn. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It, we had some slow sits in there. It just mm -hmm. so hit or miss right then. So And the, the wind direction was also low because the temperatures were just weird. You didn't have a strong south or north wind, and the deer just like, what? I don't know. It was yeah. just unpredictable. 
So, um, yeah, then finally we saw a cold snap coming, December 17th and 18th. And you want to take the 17th and 18th? Yeah. Um, we just hunted the 17th evening, didn't we? We, we drove yeah. down and um, knew we wanted to sit our corn. And, and we cut a little bit more before that hunt, right? Yep. Yep. And sure enough, um, that was finally like our mm-hmm. a really good sit in the mm-hmm. corn. Um, no big mature bucks but it's just one of those like you're just waiting for a a mature buck to come walking out Mm -hmm. um but i don't know 10 plus does out there um three or four um nice uh young bucks came out towards the end of the evening Mm -hmm. um so it was like it was a really good evening um we thought it could happen um then uh and we're we were pretty excited for the morning but we were trying to, to figure out uh where to hunt we were after we were basically targeting um split g2 um mm. our probably the biggest buck on our ground and his body just massive like i mean his antlers i mean and he's he, only four yeah yeah and he's he's at least one he's in the 160 for sure range mm-hmm. um and he's his body just massive he's, he's got a big old thick neck mass. on him um, so we were basically following a pattern of him hitting corn, going to bedding corn, um, back and forth. So, mm-hmm. uh, we both kind of talked and decided we're going to go in, um, December 18th, Saturday morning, go in and hunt, uh, from the ground in this Southeast bedding, um, a spot we've developed, um, a little bit with some timber management. That's basically all we've done. And mm-hmm. it's just really, really good bedding. Yeah, we've girdled what in that southeast area we girdled probably fifty trees. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done we ripped a burn through there last last spring as well. So we've we've worked on that that habitat back there. Yeah. So I had uh, my in laws' family Christmas on that Saturday, and my wife's birthday was that Friday. So we were in a <coughs> tough situation there. Yeah. Um, so we I, I kind of told Nate like if we can be on the road by nine, so I can get home by. 11 mm-hmm. um that would be ideal yep and um and we're were we planning on hunting that morning when we went down uh yeah okay yep yep so uh we get up walk in um we had a decent wind cover i don't think it was like a super loud walk-in um, the we, timber's so thick that i think the wind yeah, was like we, blowing at 15 miles an hour at least but i mean it's it's virtually nothing in the timber yeah yeah it it was better than nothing, but um, sometimes we get a train ripping by because we have a train tracks go. And man, when we get that train ripping by, we just haul, <laughs> haul yeah. ass and just cover some Honestly, ground. Honestly, yeah. So we get set up. Uh, I Nate has a little better idea of where this trail camera is that, uh, that we know in that southeast. Um, so he's telling me like you're gonna be you're gonna want to be in this cedar. Um, and then that trail camera should, should be like 30 yards from you because mm-hmm. um, it's on that super good path. And yep. sure enough, as soon as I can get some daylight to see, that trail camera's right there about 30 yards. And um, it was a slow it was a slow beginning to the morning. Um, I was just, I stood up the entire, the entire sit. Because, um, yeah. I mean, like we had in a cedar. At that, this hunt, we had no blind. No, I mean... We didn't even cut down stuff. No, yeah, the first like, time ever we, back. There. Yeah, we were just like, let's just, let's just trust in the, our camo and just be still as crap. Mm-hmm. Um, which is tough when it's freaking cold. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely a tougher thing to do. But we were like, man, if we can just wait it out, like hopefully get some. And we break. we got a trail cam pick of Split G two in the corn doing his thing, mm-hmm. and we were like, oh man, like, he's gonna come gonna, through. Like, he's gonna be heading towards bedding here in the next mm-hmm. hour or two, and um, sure enough. Eight, um, eight o'clock rolls by, and I'm like, dang, like I have less than an hour, and I need to, I need to be going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's around eight fifteen, and I get uh, a light whistle. And if you hunt with Nate long enough, you know that something's up. So I look his direction, and I basically look through him, and there's a, a big buck staring at us. Mm-hmm. Um, wondering what the heck he's looking at he's not sure mm-hmm. uh i i had no idea who this buck was never seen him before so mm-hmm. i had a decision to make whether or not i was going to shoot him and i was going i finally got my binos up i was being careful um but i thought he was just gonna get out of there like mm-hmm. snort at us and then just 
peace out and never see that deer he, again. He knew movement. He just couldn't get our figure. Yep. And I like, like not to sound like an ad here, but I think first like freaking killed that deer. Because we had cover, but we didn't have that great a cover. Yeah, I was really surprised. Uh, I mean, and when he's at 30 yards, like, you got to, something's got to, yeah, be helping you out there. He definitely, like, didn't see a silhouette Mm -hmm. or anything. Um, So, he hung around long enough for me to get my binos up. As soon as he turned profile, I could see both bladed G2s, bladed brows, and I was like, I'm taking this buck. I have 12 days left in the season. Mm Mm-hmm. I was just—I wanted to make sure he wasn't some like one of our stud three and a half year olds. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as I realized he wasn't, he was just a different buck. Um, mm-hmm. I, I knew I was gonna try to try to take a shot at him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how long, honestly, this all happened. Um, there was a few minutes of a stare off because I had—it was enough time. Like I <clears throat> had the camera down on the ground in front of me because I didn't have tripods because I just don't like when I'm on the ground. I don't know where the deer is gonna come from, so I don't like to have a s- tripod set up. Because you're most likely going to have to move it and make more noise. So I just had it on the ground. So I it took me a few minutes to slowly reach down, pick up the camera, bring it up, start filming them. Um, so, I mean, it was it was a few minutes of a stare-off before yeah. he started, like, looking behind him and then looking in front of him. And I was yep. like, ooh, we're going to get him. Yeah. So I couldn't shoot him there. Nate was right in between me and the deer, <laughs> and it was pretty thick. So Which people might understand. We were expecting the deer to come to our right. So mm-hmm. that's why I was like, I didn't think I'd be in the way of Tom shooting. Mm-hmm. So when he showed up right in front of me, like I was right between Thomas and the deer. Yep. So he, we needed him to move off a little bit. <clears throat> so he starts um, continuing to walk south. Mm-hmm. And I um, grunt at him twice. And he, he doesn't hear me. But then I'm full draw at this point And like trying to get my limbs off of the cedar branches and all this stuff like um, I'm just tucked so tight in this tree I'm trying to wonder if I can get a shot off and sure enough he I, I see this this gap where I'm going to get my shot I don't even have time to range him um, I just go with my gut at 40 yards and stop him right in that gap shoot and I you hear an impact you hear an impact but I'm mm-hmm. like oh I think I thought I completely missed him yeah I thought I saw my fletching go over his back or something like that mm-hmm. And you can hear me, if you watch the video on YouTube, like I say, did I completely miss? Mm-hmm. And then Nate's still filming the deer. Mm-hmm. He trotted 20, And I didn't yards. know either. I didn't know if Tom hit him or not. Mm-hmm. But I, when I was filming him, he only went 20 yards. And then he stood there. And I'm, like, looking at him. And then I see one, like, step where he, like, gets, like, wobble, like a wobble step. And I'm like, he's going down. And, and he, he fell. Yeah, right, right there. there. <clears throat> So, interesting thing about that shot is I did not double lung him. I got extremely lucky, and I either, because I settled so well, I either, the, the cedar branches were on the limbs of my bow, and I think that could have affected my shot, or I hit uh, a couple vines that were, that I noticed, like, as I was about to shoot, but I wasn't too worried about them. Um, I was going to take the chance. It, it deflected somewhere, and it hit it, it hit um, back, back a little bit and it just must have just hit the artery sent right through one of his back arteries um and he died quicker than a heart shot it was insane i mean it is the fastest i've ever seen a deer fall over for yeah sure yeah so i i i couldn't see him from my angle so i was mm-hmm. just looking at nate and then he turns to me and told like tells me he just dropped right there um mm-hmm. and i couldn't believe it uh, at that point i knew i was going to be late for family christmas so mm-hmm. Um, we were ecstatic. We weren't sure. We no 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 history with this buck at all. Um, weren't sure how old he was. Uh, my gut said like four and a half. Um, but the things he had going for him were like he had a good body on him. But it's also body at that time is so hard. Like a late season buck, man, they can look tiny compared to their normal body size because they've been running. Um, the thing with him is like he has he had insane mass. He had good height. But his main beams were just tight. Like, yeah. he just wrapped in so and tight. short nose. Mm-hmm. And so we weren't really sure we were going to ask the taxidermist and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, we posted a couple photos of him on, online and asked people what they thought. And I had a number of guys, like, just giving me the hardest time for shooting this buck and calling him a three-and-a-half-year-old mm-hmm. and terrible deer to take and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, not to get back in this tangent, but... 
I, I just try not to let that. I, like, I, my goal is shooting mature bucks. So, like, to be mm-hmm. honest, like, I was a little disappointed, like, hearing those things. Um, I try, I, like, I rarely. It gets the T-bone. I try not it to. Gets to it gets to you. It gets to you. See, I love shooting three and a half year olds. Like, if I if I never had to shoot a five year old, I'd be satisfied. That's actually not not completely true. But I like I don't give a damn. But those voices get into your head. I I just don't like the hate on social media. Oh, it yeah, it drives it drives us nuts. So yeah. I blocked like. A but we knew he wasn't a three and a half year old deer. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> sorry, that just like if you know anything about aging deer, that's not yeah, a three and, and a half the, year old deer. That's the crazy thing is about these guys. Like they literally don't know, but they're like gonna be such a whole. He had the white. The deer had the widest forehead I've seen out on a buck. Yeah. I mean, nuts. Um. So, time goes by. I'm like I'm very happy with this deer. Take him to the taxidermist. Tax it was crazy. We never had any any pics of him. Yeah. I none. mean nuts. Like we just yeah, had this deer just, walking through, and um, our plan worked. Yeah. We just it was good travel area, really good bedding, yep. and we caught him. So, yep. um, take him to the taxidermist. Randy's like, oh, he's five and a half. Um, and then I'm like, oh, maybe he's older than we think. And then mm-hmm. not until I post my YouTube video of the buck kill do we get our answer. Yeah. We have a buddy reach out. We we have tons of neighbors that watch our stuff. It's it's good and bad, honestly. Um, but this guy, another buddy I, I'd never met, never talked to, um, commented on our YouTube video like, hey, I've had trail cam pics of this buck on my property. He lives. He used to live in my property the last three years. Mm-hmm. So I messaged, I mentioned back, text me. Um, and sure enough, uh, me and Nate are like, well, this is going to answer our question. Yep. Um, how old, like if he's a little dink in mm-hmm. 2019 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, he, he, the guy texts me and is like, hey, here's pics of him back in 2019. And he's bigger. Hammer. Hammer in 2019. Tines inside. Yeah. And yep. He had, for he had sure, like at least four and a half year old. Yep. And he had like splits off of his um, G, G3s, both of them like inside mm-hmm. his rack, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely the same deer, 100%. Um, yep. He had trail cam pics of him this year as well, mm-hmm. um, which he looks like a brute. Because Freaking his six body years away. Six or six miles. miles. Yeah. Six miles away. Nuts. Yep. That he came through in December. Yeah. And the fact that somebody watching our stuff had pictures of him was just crazy um but we uh so when i saw that i was like wow like so he might have regressed a little bit he was for sure five and a half possibly six and a half i think he's probably six and a half yep my gut says those 2019 picks he was four and a half Mm -hmm. um but either way if he was three and a half then he was at least five and a half Mm -hmm. uh when i shot him so Mm -hmm. it's just interesting you don't really know um, how old these bucks are. It's just so hard, especially late season. Yeah, late can, season is the hardest. Yep. Because you can't go off of a giant body size because they're worn down. And then, man, if, if a deer has regress, if they've if they've hit their max and they're coming back down, you just can't tell. You just don't know. Like, both of our yeah. guts were, were probably four to five. Yeah. Four um, but it was like, still, you just don't know. Um, yeah. But, yeah, man. Super, super good to know. I mean, that that is the perfect deer you want to kill. Yeah. Super mature buck. You have, I mean, no history with is just is awesome. And we and we've said before the Kansas City late season is like the rut. You just get, you just get deer. It's just literally insane. The whole yeah. year. Um, yeah. Super good deer are still fighting. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so super happy. Me, me and Nate that both is also on YouTube. Both yeah. filled tags on bucks we were super happy with um mm-hmm. first time since we didn't even both neither of us killed a buck last year um in 2020 uh so yeah <clears throat> so then later december we still have one other tag that needs to get filled and that is our brother-in-law tommy tommy this is his first year home. um in november well october he hit young 10 didn't kill him hit him in no man's land Young 10, like, wasn't even phased. We yeah. Just kept getting trail camp picks of him everywhere. Yeah, didn't care. Um, November, he shot a doe. Spinder, it was a little, the kill was a little dirty. Um, so he had to get out of the blind thing yep. and put an arrow in, which for a first time, for that being your first deer, it definitely sucks a little bit. But that is the importance of mentorship right there, folks. I was be like, hey, this is where you got to. You got to stick with me here. Um, and he was great. He Tommy yeah. did a great job. Yeah. It's emotional. Like, it is 
man, injuring a deer like that that's still alive and you got to go up to him point blank and put an arrow in is not pleasant. Yeah. Like, I don't wish that upon anybody, but it's also hunting. It's like, if you think, if you think our ancestors, all you, they were double-lunging deer, yeah. you are, or buffalo, you are, you are solely, solely mistaken. Um, you say yeah. yes to that when you yeah. become a hunter and we explain yeah. that to all of our new hunters. Luckily, none of our other hunters um, have had that happen because yep. I think crossbows helps a ton there. Yep. Um, and so he had that in the back of his mind for this hunt, for this next one, I'm sure. But props to Tommy. He got to the range. We, yeah, we talked to him. as like, yep. hey, let's just, like, be, we just want you so confident for mm-hmm. in your shot. Like, you're sh- like you've and had, he's you've, been a good shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. he has. He, he's good archer. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, like, he and he recognized it, too. Like, I've shot high two times now at animals. Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Is it is it my bow? Is it... Um, not picking that spot like I need to. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think it was just not just getting buck fever and not picking that spot exactly yep. like and, should. And I think it's also a mixture of uh, he he talked to me before this last hunt and he's like follow through. Like we we whisper stuff to each other right before kills. Me and Tom do. And like with Tom, he's like, hey, if you if you think about telling me something, just say follow through because I, I just want to hold that that bow and shot through. And I'm like, that's great. Um, so he got to the range before this last, la- this last hunt a, a lot. And so oh, we were like, yeah. he okay. was confident. Yeah, he was confident. He's good to go. So December, was it the 28th? I think that, it was the 28th. <clears throat> There's oh. a cold snap when me and Tommy went down. No, it was the 29th morning. 29th. Okay. So we went down the 29th. And I was thinking, man, we got another, we got a strong north wind. We're going to sneak right into where Tom killed the 29th to 31st is like, some of the it always seems to be like the coldest days mm-hmm. and it finally it was had still been, like it was a cold day yeah it, finally. It was, it i mean was not not like as cold as it has been but, in i mean the past, teen, but teens i think yeah teens 20s teens, 20s yeah <clears throat> so but this time i was like okay i'm gonna i'm bringing my steel handsaw i'm gonna cut down <clears throat> a bunch of stuff and get us um give us a little more cover not but, because i don't but, think tommy could be still yeah. but just because i think being a new hunter there is a little more movement involved um and I mean, it was tough being in that cedar. So I took that saw back there and I cut some so of the lanes. You were in the, you just you went back to the exact cedar that yep. I shot my in the southeast. Out of. Yep. Just still hoping the same thing. Hey, amazing, amazing cover, amazing trails, um, and you got a good wind. So we snuck in there. Didn't have the wind cover. We blew a few deer out getting in there, which so was used a punch to, in the nuts. Yeah, and it used to bother me a lot, but now I'm like ah. Just try to look past it. Just go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I cut some things down, and we were both in the same cedar that Tom killed because I was like, I don't want to be, I, I didn't want to be far away from him where we couldn't communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, similar thing. We're just standing there, <clears throat> and um, props to First Light Man. <laughs> Their late season gear is the freaking bomb. Like, I mean, it is single digits. If I mean, you're, teens, if you're we, one of those people more. that say like you just don't. Like you can't find warm gear. Yeah, you need get to go the, pick up the some sanctuary bibs. 2.0 bibs mm-hmm. and jacket, and you. Yep. it's an investment. They're three, two, three hundred bucks. Yeah, and the but thing man, is, if you're is. like if you're an outdoor enthusiast, like you can use them for a lot of things. Oh, like gosh. you can scoop your driveway in them. You can go. I ski in mine. I ski in my. Uh, go to the football games. Solitudes. Like, November, like seriously, like it. They are the bomb. Like any discomfort with cold is gone. <clears throat> so. We're, sit, we're, we're standing there, similar to Tom's hunt, man. The first hour and a half went by, not a deer. But, I, like, I literally whispered to Tommy around 8, 8.15, mm, 8.30, like, hey, keep your mind in the game. Like, any time I'm expecting deer. Like, they move through here kind of later. Like, just stay focused. He's like, oh, yeah. And you could tell he's like, I'm ready to go. And then you have, um, like, the best 30 minutes in the entire yes. season. So 8.40 hits around, and it's like a light bulb. I see some, I see some movement um, to the north, east of us. And I pop my binos up. I'm like, holy shit, that's split G two. That's our biggest buck. I whisper, I whisper. First of all, Tommy's the luckiest hunter. Every hunt yeah. we had this year with him, he's like covered in deer. So I'm like, that's our number one. We haven't seen him at all on the foot, and he's monster. And I was like, I, I whispered to him like, hey, big giant buck. And over Tommy there. doesn't know scale wise yeah. of big bucks, so mm-hmm. <laughs> he just like he. He's like whispering, like, like it looks like a big buck to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we see Split G two. He's like a hundred yards, hundred and twenty yards. So I'm like, there's nothing we could do. We're just gonna let him. Hopefully, he'll circulate through him. We know we have amazing trails in front of us. And then I look past him, and there's a bunch of other bucks 
um, in this little opening clearing area. And I'm like, okay, sweet. They're starting to be up on their feet. This is great. We watched them for probably 10, 15 minutes over there. Um, and split you two is like running them around. Like the bucks are scattering and stuff. And the last time I saw Splitchy two, he was almost on the neighbors and coming back onto our property about 120, 130 yards away. So I'm like, okay, great. He's like coming over here. Not, not facing, not coming towards us, but like coming back into the, our property. That is when I look to my left and there's two big bucks to the left. There is a buck we have, um, a swoop 10, which isn't, we had, we had the swoop 10 who's gone MIA. He's, he's, he's gone. Yeah. Um, but there's this new, like kind of swoop, like his beams kind of swoop down. He's, he's a three and a half year old 10, really sweet deer. Um, he is there. And then there was another, like another eight point, um, which for Tommy's first deer, I was like, okay, if one of these gives us a chip shot, I'll let you shoot. Um, but they, yeah, they we, come. We weren't being picky. Like we, yep. like any deer goes. We, we let them any shoot box. at a young ten. Yeah. Um. Probably our number one stud, three and a half year old, just because mm-hmm. when it comes to new hunters, it really. Yeah. I, we don't. I don't want a buck to be at ten yards. And be like, nope, can't take them. Sorry. Um. For your first deer, like, come on, that ain't that ain't fair. Um. So. Those deer come by, which is just awesome. So now we've got we've seen Splitchy two and a bunch of other young bucks far off, and then we've got two of our awesome three and a half year olds come by at 40 50 60 yards and just kind of head past us so we're like great man we are this is this is lining up good you're in the circle yep 10 minutes goes by and i hear some some movement to my right and tommy looks over and he's like oh big buck over there and um i'm like bit like how big like i mean like big like he's like well he's big to me <laughs> and i was like okay so i look over there and i see one glimpse of our guy split g2 he has his broken. He, ha, he has a broken um, G two on his right side, like half broken. And it was what it was the side that uh, split last mm-hmm. year, right? Yep. And I'm like, oh, there he is. Um, and he was at probably 40 yards, but no, absolutely no shot through there. And Tommy wouldn't take a 40 yard shot, but like no, no shot. I mean, unless you've got deer within, like in that area, within pretty close range, um, 20, 30 yards. Um, and a few gaps out to 40, like you, you're, you're out of luck, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I'm like, okay, like that, that tells me that group of bucks has moved over here, which is crazy because like I said, the last time I saw split G2, he was 120 yards, like just coming onto the property, walking the other way. So he had whipped back through there and come all the way around us, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, without us knowing him, he was there. So he's over there. <clears throat> and then we see, I see another buck over there and it's a broken eight pointer. Um, awesome buck to for Tommy to take I'm like okay if like whichever one of those comes in first I would take him um and then there's another younger deer behind us another younger buck so we've got three bucks over here like a year and a half yeah year and a half old small guy um three bucks over here and then I can also hear the two deer that came in from our left the two three and a half year olds like sparring like probably 60 70 yards straight ahead of us I'm like wow all right (laughs) we are in the mecca here there one of these has to give us a shot then so I'm at home yep not on the hunt, and I get a Spartan Noti, and there's this buck walking in front of the trail camera they're they're hunting on. I'm like, mm-hmm. like did like Tommy and Nate leave early, or mm-hmm. or, or is it about to happen? And I, I it's like a nice broken eight pointer, and I, I zoom in the photo, and there's Tommy. I can see him with his bow in hand, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that camera, that that trail cam pics hilarious. It's in our. It's in the, the, the YouTube episode, um, late season December bug or whatever. It's when Tommy shoots this one. And you can see, I put the trail camera picture at the end of the episode. Like, you can see Tommy with his freaking bow all ready to go. It's, it's epic. But anyway, so, yeah, that broken eight-pointer, which we think he's probably three-and-a-half-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, man, he just, he dropped down and started coming towards us. And when he started coming towards us, I look back to our left. There's a doe at, like, 15 yards. <laughs> so I whispered to Tommy, like, just, we're covered, dear. There's a doe over here. Like, don't move. And man props to him he was he did great like mm-hmm. everything was perfect he wasn't he wasn't getting antsy he was staying calm he wasn't like looking around at every single thing um he's, i mean he's developed a ton yes super good so and he had already ranged like early in the morning he was ranging stuff so like i'm like man proud mentor so he comes that deer drops and comes in and like both of us like in the back of our minds we were talking after the hunt we were both like looking over to see where split g2 was mm-hmm. because we we're like man like yeah, there's a chip shot right here at this three and a half year old, which it would be, I mean, 
for Thomas a great first buck. buck. Yeah, I mean, amazing. Excellent. Um, but we were like, man, if Split G2 is <laughs> coming on the trail, we're going to pass this deer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at that moment where, like, we were both looking over there. We were like, man, we can't see him. We think we think him and that younger buck went behind us. We were like, hey, I, I don't think, who knows if he'd come back through. We don't know. I, you got to take this deer. You got to. Um, and so Tommy pulls back. I tell him, like, draw, 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 because he went behind this tree. He pulls back, and I'm filming him. And I, I try to stop the deer. I try to grunt stop him. But he, I don't think he, he either didn't hear or he didn't care um and that doe he went right up to that doe right in front of us i mean 10 to 15 yards and then um he like just slows and stops down and tommy just punches him um heart or lung shot shot. um and he he goes over and i mean 30 seconds later you hear the him crash Mm -hmm. and i mean it was awesome just tommy was jacked up that whole experience i mean couldn't believe we killed another buck in the timber not even close to same, the food source same spot. in the morning. Same spot. Yeah. Um, and just for Tommy's first buck to be like, just to be that hunt. I mean, one of the best hunts the entire season. One of the best hunts I've ever had. I mean, a handful of awesome deer in the area. Seeing our number one within 40 yards. Um, and what then I, having yeah. him having him make a perfect shot after a couple high shots. He was thrilled with that too. What I loved about it is like, there's nothing wrong about hunting in your box blind every single evening in December, but, and people think that is sometimes the only way to do it. But what we did twice is we killed him in the morning on the ground in the timber. Mm-hmm. Like just thinking outside the box, just trying yeah, to catch him off. Yeah. There. And so I see so many like blog posts and, and people on social media, like, well, my season's over. All I have is timber. And I'm like, Oh, we just killed two bucks. Yeah. Then. Like in the timber. I, I, I know like it's Kansas and it's, it's a good area, but like, I think it's very possible to kill December deer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like bucks just poof away. Yeah. Like they're moving they're somewhere. somewhere. You yeah. got to find their bedding mm-hmm. and and hang out there. Yep. Um, so I, I was, it was like a proud moment for us because we felt like we really figured something out. Mm-hmm. In the um, last ten days of December, we killed two two great deer. Yep. Um, so yeah. So I mean, Tommy was thrilled. We I was thrilled. Um, Man, it just was a great way to cap off the year. And he made a perfect shot. We went over, found him, um, gutted him, and he's he's getting he's getting him out, which if you know our sister, it's been a tough, tough conversation. Um trying to we're get him bad. to throw we're, up and we're throwing him up in the living room, but yeah, we're bad. Katie's for fighting a, back. We're, like me and Nate are in Katie's ear mm-hmm. more than Hardcore. Tommy. I mean Tommy won't push the envelope, but you and I will. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Tommy is a very loyal husband. Yep. Um <laughs> Uh, but we're the brothers and we're like, Katie, you need to put that deer in the living room. Come on. Like you've got your, your track national championships in the living room. Throw that deer up. This is an accomplishment. Yeah. Some would argue that getting a national championship is, is easier than shooting a buck on the ground in late December. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, just kidding. But, um, yeah, so he's, he's getting them out and he's all pumped up. Um, so yeah, just an awesome hunt for, um, a new hunter first, first buck. And again, on that train, man, shoot what makes you happy. Seriously. Um, mm-hmm. that deer made all of us happy. It's, it's like the cheesiest thing to say when you mentor, like saying like you enjoy more than shoot something yourself. Like yeah. that, that gets thrown around too much, but it's honestly like it revives you. Mm-hmm. Like when seeing mm-hmm. Tommy's excitement, like when I was driving down, we basically left and you, I was, you FaceTime me and I knew that was a good sign. And yeah, that is the um, best FaceTime after the kill. It's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it had happened and. Um, I was like as jacked as when I killed my buck. Um, mm-hmm. It was, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and man, I can't say I really can't say enough about the the first light stuff. Because again, man, we just being covered in deer with no blind, you got to be right wearing the right stuff. And it was just we were warm and yeah. concealed. It was awesome. So yeah, that was that. that, that, that season. topped off the twenty twenty one season. Mm-hmm. Um, we are now in management season, and the parents already scooped a shed. Yep, <laughs> we have we've had one buck on camera um, that has already shed. We didn't know if he broke off or shed, but it was a deer we actually saw in person, and he's been all over. And it's this deer with a really funky he's side. In, he's in your non-typical. Buck episode. Yep, non-typical, and uh, he's got a super funky side. He's almost like a unicorn point, just that goes straight up. And uh, the parents were walking around and and found it, so we got one on the board. Um, but yeah, we're full blown chainsaw season. Still trying to trying to get all our work done in January this year, so that we can let the property rest. And Nate 
thinks it'll help us find more sheds. I'm not so certain. I, I think it will. I mean, firing up the like My days when we run chainsaws all day, we'll have we'll have bucks like on camera that night. So it's like, is it really like year one? We found the same amount as years we run chainsaws. But we had year one. We haven't. We have not touched the the largeness of year one. Yeah. Consistent largeness of three year old. Uh, um, but I mean, we're, we still find uh, I mean, ten to twelve sheds every every winter off the eighty, which is pretty good for us. But um, yeah, I mean, we've we've been seeing a lot of our mature bucks. Um, just the other night, we had five at least four year old plus deer. We had we had a big eight. We had a spitchy two. We had a half rack. We had uh, we had another buck that we only had a couple pictures of in November. Head to our Instagram. You can watch those trail cam bids. Yep. Um, so yeah. We're going to be finding out the chainsaws, get some, just making the habitat better because I think that's why we had a really good late season um, is because we have the sun, we have the warmth, we have the cover, getting rid of the bad timber that deer don't care about. Um, yeah, great year. All of these episodes are on YouTube. Like go, go over to the ID YouTube right now, subscribe, watch these episodes, binge them, share them. Uh, we we try our best it. to make them fun to watch and yep. um, pleasing to the eye. Yep. That's, that's that. Um, Sorry for the, I mean, hopefully this, we'll, we'll get a pod, 2022, we are going to get a podcast more frequently. So. in less, less in the car. Yes. Maybe. Probably not. So, um, that's, that's that. You got anything else to add? Just about a pull in the Kansas City driveway. Um, so going to rip up, rip the saws and put in a good day and a half of work. So thanks for listening. Um, as always, send us your questions, info at identicaldraw.com. Um, right now, you can enter to hunt with us this spring, new hunters only. Um, I mean, if you've hunted, if you have like one year under your belt, we'd still we'd still accept. But you can head to um, identicaldraw.com and you can hit on the new hunters tab and it'll tell you some info there and how to enter. Uh, but yeah, spring, spring hunts. We're gonna, we haven't totally decided location, but for sure a Nebraska hunt and then maybe an out of state. So, we honestly don't care how you apply. We don't. Um, you can if you, you can text us. I don't. We don't care. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, Newhunter.org has all of our information for you to mm-hmm. reach out there. Um, so yeah, that's that. Thanks for listening. Reach yeah. out whenever, and uh, appreciate you.